Welcome to You Need Therapy, the happy people podcast, or in more realistic terms, the mental health podcast for young adults, where we talk about everything mental health related, and we have the conversations that no one wants to have because they're uncomfortable. So welcome to the community. I'm so glad you're here, and let's hop right in. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Do you struggle on a day-to-day basis with staying happy and finding the drive to achieve your goals? As someone who has struggled for years with anxiety and depression, I understand how much of a fight it can be every day. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp assesses your personal needs and matches you with one of their licensed professional therapists. You can start communicating within 48 hours of registration, and it's not a crisis line or self-help. It's real, professional therapy done from the comfort of your own space. BetterHelp has a network of 20,000-plus therapists that are available to clients worldwide. You can log in and send a message to your therapist at any time and get timely and thoughtful responses. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. Because let's be real, therapy is intimidating enough. It should be as comfortable as possible. BetterHelp is also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's super easy to change therapists if you need to. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional therapy, especially since financial aid is available, because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. To get started on a path to a happier life, visit betterhelp.com slash therapy. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. There's also a special offer for Uni Therapy listeners. If you guys use the link betterhelp.com slash therapy to register, you'll get 10% off your first month. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P.com slash therapy. Start healing your mental health today. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Emily. I'm here to help you with all your mental health ups and downs. And I am in no way licensed. I am not a professional in this at all. Um, I'm just here to give my advice that I've kind of learned from different things over the years with my own experiences with mental health and therapy and all the things um and I've kind of compiled that into a little folder in my brain and I'm here to share it with you and hopefully help some people out on their mental health journeys um I in no way have my shit together I give out this advice but I don't have it together either. I'm learning right alongside all of you how to improve my mental health, how to improve self-love, all that. So in no way do I have my shit together. So don't feel that I do. Because I feel that half the time that can make it like make you feel worse when you think that other people have their shit together and you don't. I don't have my shit together. Don't even worry. Don't even worry. Um, if you're not new here... Thank you so much for continuing to come back to these episodes and be a part of this family. I literally love you all so much. I cannot express that enough. Um, I adore doing this. I adore talking with you guys when you message me 
And yeah, I absolutely love, love all of you. So thank you so much for continuing to listen. Um, so yeah, we're just going to get right into it. If you are new here and you don't know how we start each episode, we start each episode with what I call my life breakdown. And that's where I just share with you what's been going on since we last um, talked. And as always, if you want to share your life breakdown with me, or you just want to say hi, or you need some advice on something, or you just want to be best friends, um, my Instagram is always linked in the description of the episode as well as the description of the podcast. Please feel free to shoot me a message on there. I love talking with you guys. Again, I adore it when I get messages from you guys. It literally makes my week, and I think I get more excited than anyone ever has been in the history of anything. Um, so my personal Instagram is linked as well as the Instagram for the podcast. So make sure to, um, send me a message, follow both of those, share with friends and family. So, you know, everyone else can hear me ramble on every Wednesday. Anyway, so we're going to get into the episode. Um, starting off, February got unbelievably busy. Like it is the last day of January. And in this past week, just through like, booking jobs and like everything that's going on like my I was I was last night I was going through my planner and like kind of planning out the entirety of February and writing down all the things and I was like whoa 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 it got really busy all of a sudden it was like went from zero to 100 real quick and I'm so excited about that I love being busy I love working I love doing all the things but I'm just like whoa okay I need no vacation and I'm not I'm not mad about that like in any capacity I'm excited that I'm just gonna be working for a while and I'm yeah I love that I love it I'm so excited I love when things are busy I don't know about you guys but I love being busy I'm not a person that sits still well at all so yeah um what else so I think I mentioned it in last week's episode but I got hired on to a new project um and our first day of shooting for that was Saturday, this past Saturday. So we had our first day on set, and it was so fun. It was night shoot. It was cold. It was outside, and it was amazing. Loved it. Um, I love everyone that I got to work with. They're an incredible cast and crew. So I'm so excited to continue on with that. That was super fun. So if any of them are watching, or not watching, listening to this, hi, guys. I had a great time. I'm so excited to uh, get back on set. Um, so, yeah, that was incredible. Um, what else? What else? Oh, my gosh. You guys. You guys. You guys. So, I don't know if I mentioned in last week's episode or anything, but I've been... I was reading a book called My Policeman for the month of January because I'm trying to do like a book month so so January's book was my policeman oh my god I finished it last night guys when I tell you I cried so fucking hard I was sobbing to the point at like one point I thought I might throw up from how hard I was crying like it was that book destroyed me like fully wrecked me in all ways possible but it is the most beautifully written book that I think I've ever read it is so eloquent it is 
so painful, so heartbreaking. It's so real. Um, and it was, oh my God. Yeah. Sobbing. I was sobbing last night. It like started as like a little bit of crying and then I was just full on couldn't do it. I was, (laughs) yeah. So that was fun. Um, so if you read that book, it's called My Policeman by Bethan Roberts, I want to say her name is. Um, I absolutely recommend it. It is beautiful. It is incredible. But it, it hurts. It hurts. So just just be uh, just be aware of that. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. Anyway. Um, yeah, what else? What else? Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm really ready for summer, though. Like, I, I try to be a person who is very much, like, lives in the moment and doesn't wish for anything to come faster or to go back anywhere. Like, I try to be a very, very present person. However, guys, I went shopping last week or last weekend, this weekend, and um, I got some new clothes, and most of them were summer clothes. And while it's not, like, freezing here in Georgia, like, it's still not warm. It's still quite chilly, and so, like, I can't be, like, wearing this these cute tops and shorts that I got at Target. And I'm quite upset about it. And I, I'm very ready for summer, to be completely honest. I'm trying not to want to, like, wish to move faster. But I'm really ready for summer. So, that's those are my thoughts right now. Like, it right now, I'm inside. I'm looking out my window. And it's super sunny. So, it looks like it'd be warm. Which I feel like is sometimes the worst. Because... It looks like it should be nice and warm, but then you go out and it's not, and it's so deceiving. And that's frankly incredibly rude. Anyway, moving on. Um, what else? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a funny little thing. So I don't know if my dad listens to this podcast. I really don't. <sighs> but I'm gonna talk about him anyway. Um My dad just, like, up and is moving to Florida. Like, just right. My dad lives in Washington State. And um, I didn't know. I think I I found out in, like, just within the past few weeks that he was, like, deciding to move to Florida. And I got a call last week, early last week. He was like, yeah, no, I'm just, I just purchased three acres in Florida. I was like, okay, all right, so great um they're originally gonna move to georgia and then they decide not to um so yeah so they're moving closer to where i am which is good um i think my brother and his fiance will also eventually end up moving down here but i'm like y'all i'm not gonna be here for too long like i'm eventually gonna end up in california as soon as i can afford to end up in california like, don't get it twisted. So I feel like everyone's going to move down closer to where I am and, like, everyone gets settled. And then I'm like, okay, everyone, bye. And I think that'll be really funny. So anyway, so, yeah, my dad's just, like, up and moving to Florida. I'm like, great, cool. Have a great time with that. And at least, like, I want to say where they're moving is only, like, an hour from Disney World. So, I mean, at least there's that, right? That'll be a good time. If he would like to pay and take us to Disney World. Like, I don't have the money to go to Disney World. But, like, if you want to pay for it, Mark. Go ahead. Anyway. So, yeah. So, my dad's moving to Florida. I mean, it has no effect on on you guys. But, like, 
I'm just sharing. I'm just kind of, this is like my brain dump for the week. I'm like getting everything out, all my thoughts, just everything. Um, yeah, so that's a fun thing. He's there, right? I think they're, him and his wife are there right now doing things with the builder. I don't know. I don't really know. To be completely honest, I <laughs> didn't listen that well when he was telling me about it. I was like, I heard that we're going to be in Florida for the week. And I was like, great. And he's like, do you want to come? And I was like, well, I'm working. And that's more important to me right now. So, no. So, I didn't go to Florida with them, unfortunately. Like, I'd like to be at the beach. That'd be fun. But we have no time. We have no time. Anyway. Now that that's off of my brain. And what else? Oh, my gosh. Guys. Guys. I, please, please. If anyone is super good at getting up really early and getting up like as soon as their alarm goes off, please message me with how you do that. Because I am trying so hard to like be up at like 6am and like get up as soon as my alarm goes off, but I can't. First of all, I have to set like I'm that person who sets like three or four alarms because I don't hear the first two and I sleep right through them. So I'm like, how do y'all how are y'all getting up right as your alarm goes off when I don't even hear it? So, like, tips, apps, like, do you have an alarm app you use that, like, won't let it turn off? Like, what are our tips for this? What what do you do? And if none of you listening are people who can do that, I'm glad we're all in the same boat here. Um, but if you know anyone that is like that, please talk to them and then send me the tips and tricks because I'm really... I'm really trying to be that morning person, but it's, oh, it's hard. It's hard. But I want to be. I would like to be. Well, I don't really want to be, but I know it would give me more time in the day to get stuff done. So, like, that's what we want. That is what we want. We want the time. Um, what else? What else? I think I had one more thing. <laughs> I'm looking through my notes. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so I auditioned last week for a role in this movie and I really want it you guys like it would actually be such a big deal if I were to get this role that I'm really wanting and so I need everyone we've done this before in a lot earlier episodes and it worked it really did work and so I'm asking you guys again if we can all manifest that Emily gets this role in this movie I would literally love you guys forever if you help me with this so like if we can all just take a moment to just like manifest that Emily gets the role in this movie. Emily gets this role in this movie. Like I want it so bad. If you just if you just manifest it with me, thank you so much. I literally love you so much if you help me out. Um and I still love you if you if you decide to not to do that. That's okay. Um but yeah, if we can all if we can all put our thoughts to uh to some good use. And manifest that Emily gets this role in this movie because I really want it. It literally, it would be, it, it would kind of be a, a, a breakthrough. So, please help me out in manifesting that. Just continue to put the positive thoughts that I get that role out. I would really appreciate it. I could use all the help I can get with that. So, that was the last thing that I wanted to share in my life breakdown. I needed your help with that. So, thank you guys so much. Um... And yeah, anytime that I've asked you to do that in the past, it it worked. It's kind of crazy, but it worked. So it's going to work this time.
positive, positive, putting positive vibes out in the universe. It's going to work. I'm going to get the role. Anyway, moving on into the episode. So, I am quite excited to talk about today's topic because I have a lot to say on it. Um, so yeah, so today we are talking about religious trauma and religious guilt. Not a very fun topic, but one that needs to be talked about. Um, and I don't just have my own thoughts today. I have the help of two different websites. Um, the first one is choosingtherapy.com, choosingtherapy.com. Um, and it's an article on here, um, about religious trauma syndrome, examples, symptoms, and seven ways to cope. So we, I, uh, use that for some help today. And then the second one that I use is pathios.com. It's a blog post on here about the burden of religious guilt. So those are the two articles that I, um, am going to be, um, referencing for some of today. Um, so I just want to get that out that those are two sources that I'm using because you got to cite your sources because we do not steal here. No, 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 no plagiarism in this house. Um, so yeah, so first of all, let's talk about what religious trauma is. So the most basic definition of it is a group of symptoms that arise in response to traumatizing or stressful religious experiences. And then religious guilt is the guilt that builds up when you do anything that could potentially send you to hell when religion is shoved down your throat. Um, And that's not like the legit definition of it. I couldn't find like a a solid definition. That's kind of just my take on it Um, and kind of the what the article the spin that the article put on it as well. So religious trauma and religious guilt. First, we're going to talk about um, things that you might feel this for, like things you might feel wrong for when you're experiencing religious trauma and guilt. So the first one, and I think the most thought about one, like the kind of most common thing that we all think of, is um, you might feel wrong when you're experiencing religious trauma and guilt. You might feel wrong for not being straight. I think that is probably the most common thing that you're going to feel wrong for when you have religion shoved down your throat and all this because it likes to get preached a lot that it is wrong to be gay. It is wrong to have feelings for someone of the same sex. Um, I know that growing up, I so I was raised Catholic. Um, I know that I got told... Um, again, this is not from my mom. I would like to preface that. This is not my mom. My mom is literally an angel. Um, growing up, I got told a lot that, and I quote, this is the legitimate words, um, that there was something wrong in gay people's brains. Like something was wired wrong. And I remember getting told that so much growing up. So much. And I always, whenever I heard it, it always felt wrong. And I didn't really understand. But that is just one of the many phrases that I vividly remember from my childhood. 
So, and that was do I I remember getting told that it's wrong because the Bible says this. It was always any of those statements were always followed up with because the Bible says. And I was like, mm, "Okay. Okay." And then as I just got older, I still continued to hear that. And then I just got more and more pissed the more that I heard it. So that's one of the things you might feel wrong for. Another thing you might feel wrong for when experiencing religious trauma and guilt is any sort of mental health issues. Because I feel like those get brushed kind of under the carpet a lot of times. Um, You know, I remember getting told, well, being depressed is a choice. Like, just choose to be happy. I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, I can't just choose to be happy when there's things going on and when I'm struggling and I'm drowning in this depression. Like, I can't just choose to be happy. Like, it's not just a choice to be depressed, but that, you know, got told a lot. I got told to just pray on it. Um, kind of all those things. So if you're having any sort of mental health issues, you might feel wrong for having those mental health issues due to religious trauma and guilt. <laughs> biggest thing, the one of the, the, like the second biggest thing, I feel like the not being straight part was one of the biggest things. Also, this is huge. So <laughs> due to religious trauma and guilt, you might feel wrong for having sex, masturbating, or even having any sort of sexual thoughts and um yeah so (laughs) I there's the kind of purity culture that gets passed around a lot in religion um and I feel like it is very much They make it seem like it's tailored to both men and women, but it's very much just slut-shaming women, I think, almost. Um, I remember when I was younger in Catholicism getting told that you're not supposed to use any sort of contraceptive. Um, So, like, no condoms, no birth control, no none of that. You're never supposed to have to use any of that because you wait till marriage. And when you're married you're ready to have babies and you're having babies so you wouldn't need any of that so I remember when I had to first go on birth control um in high school not even due to any sexual things it was literally because my periods were so god-awful that I needed to go on birth control to regulate them and I felt so unbelievably guilty for getting birth control because I was still in that in that mindset um and yeah I was like whoa no I can't I can't go on birth control no 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 um yeah it just it felt really wrong um so there's that purity culture there's you don't have sex until marriage you don't do any of that until marriage you don't even think those things or you're going to hell that's what was shoved down my throat I'm shoved down so many other people's throats um yeah any sexual thoughts like I I remember just feeling so guilty at 
any literal and like you know you grow up and puberty hits and you have hormones and like it's a totally natural thing it's not wrong at all but because of what is preached a lot of times in religions it you feel really bad for even thinking about that you feel bad when you like you you feel dirty when you hear anyone talking about that you know and that's another thing is that like that why I wanted to in a later episode have like a sex therapist or somebody kind of in that profession I wanted to have them on I'm trying to find someone still because like to talk about sex and have it be normal and normalize things to talk about that and to talk about having sex just for pleasure and not for reproduction like reproductive purposes because I think everyone a lot of people still get so super like squinty at it and like oh no can't talk about sex that's you don't talk about that it's a normal thing it's a human thing it's completely natural and it gets I I think a, a big part of that is religion is you don't talk about that you don't think about it uh-uh not even till marriage nothing I remember in I want to say it was eighth grade seventh or eighth grade at my middle school it was that time of the year for the sex ed classes for the health classes and I remember going into the one I it, it was there was like different classes for oh and this one we're gonna talk about periods and this one we're gonna talk some like blah 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 and this one and then in this specific one we're gonna talk about sex and I remember this and I remember feeling so nervous for it first of all and we go in and and honestly shout out to my school like thinking back on it how healthy this was so first of all we didn't separate the boys and the girls. Um, we were all together. And we we went in and, and the teacher, um, Mr. Custis, shout out to Mr. Custis, who scared the shit out of me in middle school because he was a strict teacher. But like now I look back, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. So shout out to Mr. Custis. Um, and we talked about sex. And I remember... A, because I I already said, like, I was so unbelievably nervous for this one. Because, again, I was feeling wrong that we were talking about sex in any capacity. And then there was written on the whiteboard, as soon as we go in to, um, to talk about it, because we were kind of, the biggest part of the discussion was talking about teen pregnancy and, like, avoiding that. And um, on the whiteboard, it said, sex can wait, just masturbate. And I literally, like, had a little panic attack because I was like, oh, my God. Like, why would he, why would you write that up on the board? Like, why, why are we talking about that? That's dirty. That's wrong. That's, and then in my mind, and this kills me now because in my mind, I go, oh, my God, no, 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 no. Only boys can do that. Like, that's, that's wrong. And... Yeah, and I look back on that now, and I I laugh because I'm like that was the stupidest thing to, a think that's only for boys, b to think it's wrong, and all of this. And in reality, it was, you know, they're preaching. They're like, hey, this is healthy. Like it's okay. You're you're going through this big change. It's okay that you're gonna have these feelings, you know. And they talked about masturbation, and they talked about using condoms and birth control because you know we're getting into that point of life but 
at that point, it was so, I was like, this is so wrong. I can't believe we're discussing this. And that is what religious trauma and religious guilt will do to you. Because it puts all of these things into your head. It puts like a hundred million different things that you can't do, that you can't say, that you can't think. Or you're like, you're going to go to hell. You know, and I think that's, it creates such a problem because I think it puts you into such a spiral of self-hatred and self-doubt and anxiety. Um, You know, I remember the first time that I ever like truly got drunk um, at my house with my friends. I had a great time and then later on into the evening had a complete breakdown because I was like and this was still this was like my senior year of high school um so I was really not super religious anymore and um but I still ended up having a breakdown because I was like this is wrong. I was like, I always told myself that I wasn't going to drink. And and then, and now I was like, I'm going to go to hell and I'm wrong. And everyone's like, I'm making mistakes and blah, blah, blah. And I just felt this like gut wrenching guilt. And like I was doing everything wrong. And I was like, I was literally lying in bed with my friend Emma. Cause like they were obviously everyone was sleeping over cause we had been drinking. And I was like, oh my god, I was like, Emma, I was like, who have I become? Like, I told myself that I would never become this person and blah, blah, blah. And again, it's one of those things that I look back on now and I'm like, Emily, that was so unbelievably silly. I was like, you were being a teenager. You were having fun. You had complete permission to be, like, from my parent. And and we had, like, Shapler, or, like, my mom was, or, not my mom, my my big brother and my sister-in-law were there. Like, we were safe. We were completely safe. We had permission for my parents to be drinking and everything. And I was like, I am such a bad person. And like, it just baffles me that, and it was all due to, to, oh my God, like I promised myself that I wouldn't be like this. I wouldn't be this person. I wouldn't be sinful like this. I'm like, oh my God, I hate myself. List, like thinking about how I was then so... I was just putting myself down. I was beating myself up constantly for having these thoughts, for having these feelings, for doing these things. When it's not wrong. It wasn't ever wrong to do that. It wasn't ever wrong to have sexual thoughts, to, you know, you're because you're growing up, like, as if you're getting into teen and adult years, you're going to have sexual thoughts that's okay. That's called hormones. But due to all of this stuff getting shoved down our throats, we're conditioned to feel guilty and to feel wrong about having human urges. And that's just the silliest little thing. Um, and I just think it's baffling that And here's the thing, and I'm not trying to hate on religion in any way, because I think there's so many people who are religious and who are good people 
and who preach it correctly. My issue is when people use religion as an excuse to be bad people. When they use that that structure of don't do this, don't say this, don't think this, don't be this. When they use the Bible as like to just literally backhand everyone. Like it's just baffling. And that's my issue and that's where the issue lies and I don't it's it's religion being used in it as an excuse to be a bad person and to control people because guess what everyone is going to have sexual thoughts at one point or another and have sex and masturbate it's a normal thing Because guess what? Sex is not just meant to make babies. Is that a big purpose of it? Yes, indeed. However, sex is supposed to be for pleasure. Like it's, you know, I don't, (laughs) if we weren't supposed to enjoy it, it wouldn't feel good. You know what I mean? So... You know, the fact that, like, you're having sexual thoughts or you want to have sex or you want to masturbate, that it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you sinful. It doesn't mean that you're going to hell. It means that you're a human. You're going to have human urges. Guess what? You're a human. You're going to have mental health issues. At some point in your life, you're going to deal with some sort of anxiety, some sort of depression, some sort of PTSD because you're going to go through traumas because that's life. You know? A lot of people are not straight, yet they beat themselves up every single day for feeling these feelings because it's wrong. But it is not wrong to love another human being. Okay? So if, if, if you are somebody who is going through this right now if you are feeling guilty because of who you love if you are feeling guilty because of your anxiety and depression if you're feeling guilty because you decided to have sex if you're feeling guilty because you decided to drink you decided to i don't know do any of the hundred million things that religion and the bible tries to tell us not to do it isn't you're you're okay Okay, you're not a bad person. You're a human. Humans have urges. Humans have needs. Humans have wants. Humans were not made to fit the parameters of a book that has been translated so many times. I don't think anyone really knows what it's actually saying. Okay, So, live your life. As long as you are not hurting anyone else or yourself, live your life. Obviously, don't murder. Don't be a pedophile. Don't, you know, my mom and I, my mom and I always say this, um, because it kind of is a broad term and fits most things. Don't be a dick. Like, just, you know, that's pretty much... Pretty much all you got to do, but love who you want to love. 
I truthfully believe that human beings were made to be attracted to souls, not genders. So fall in love with whoever you want to fall in love with. Because people, humans, and love, so beautiful. So beautiful. Love whoever you want to love. Because it's a great thing when it happens. And it's scary, I know, in a society that still, no matter how much we have progressed, still condemns people for loving. And I think that's heartbreaking. But it still happens. But love whoever you want to fucking love. And don't feel shame in that. And don't feel like you are in the wrong. Or if you're having thoughts of of that kind of stuff. Like don't feel that you need to push it down. And that that will change it. And don't feel that you need to push it down. Because if you admit to feeling like that, that's wrong. If you're having mental health issues, feel your feelings. Acknowledge that. Because, again, we're humans. We go through those things. Because life is not easy. You know, I'm a a big person in believing that we should, you know, look at the bright side. And be optimistic. and, And look at how life beautiful is. Because it really is but also acknowledge that sometimes it fucking sucks it really does and there's no getting around that because life is gonna come and go in waves so the best thing that you can do for yourself is to ride those waves when you're feeling down feel down don't invalidate that allow yourself to feel that when you're on a high feel that high Don't let anyone tell you, oh, you're too excited about this. This is too, you're being too happy. Like, be fucking happy. Um, have sex. Like, if you're doing it safely and consensually, have sex. Because I know everyone listening is a young adult or older like it's pretty much 18 and up I there's no children listening so and if you're a child listening don't like don't have sex till you're older but since all of my listeners are 18 pretty much 18 and up have sex if you want to have sex and it's consensual and it's safe obviously like be be safe use protection get checked for stds Ask for consent, but have sex if you want to have sex. Masturbate. Have the sexual thoughts. Like, don't feel guilty about having those human urges, you know? Live your life and don't, again, don't let a book control you and tell you who you should be. Because that religion and the Bible and whatever have no control over how humans should be and how humans should feel you have control over who you should be and who you should feel and you should embrace that to the fullest extent i spent 
way too long pushing down feelings and not doing anything and telling myself all these things so that I wouldn't go to hell. When in reality, I should have just been being who I wanted to be. And I can tell you, in all ways, life has become so much better and so much more beautiful the second I accepted who I was and what I wanted and how I acted and the beauty that is my soul and my personality when it is not confined by this religious guilt. So I want you all to be who you want to be. To be who you know you are deep down. You all know it deep down. I know you do. So, you know, heal from this. How you're going to do that is you're going to acknowledge that You know, it's occurred. I think the biggest thing is to then separate your personal values from your religious beliefs. And I think, um, you know, find examples of, of people who do good and are caring that aren't necessarily, you know, part of a religious or spiritual group or anything. Just be a good human. You know, have a have a support group and have a healthy community outside of, of, you know, maybe your church or the religious community that you're a part of. Just explore the world outside of your your one religion. Learn about other religions. You know, educate yourself on all of that. Look at the world, try to look at the world without the lens of religion. And you know, see see what's out there. I I think the best thing that people can do to become better people is to educate themselves. Truthfully, I think that is 100% the answer to becoming better people. If we can educate ourselves and kind of, you know, round ourselves out as humans in knowing about different religions and knowing about different spiritual groups and knowing about, you know, a bunch of other stuff, you're going to have a a much wider lens on life, on how you view life and your views on life won't be so dogmatic. It, you won't have that tunnel vision. Um, and then you'll realize what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm doing isn't wrong. I'm okay. It's natural. It's human. Again, again, in the, you know, don't, don't be a dick. Don't be a murderer. Don't be a pedophile. Don't be being a bad human. Don't do things that are going to hurt others or hurt yourself. But other than that, like, love who you want to love. Do what you know you want to be doing, what you should be doing. Create healthy boundaries in relationships. Surround yourself with people who make you feel good. Explore 
different beliefs, explore your own belief and why you believe it. And hey, if you're in a, in a, you know, religious group right now, explore that belief. Go really dig deep because the thing is, I think a lot of times kids get thrown into these religious groups because their parents tell them to and they don't really know what's going on, but then they kind of stick with that. So, you know, once you're at the age to like to to really understand it, explore that belief and kind of reevaluate if you really believe it and if you are really okay with it or if you got thrown into it as a child and you didn't have a choice and now you're questioning everything. You know, and just know that you're not alone because there is so many other people that feel the exact same way. I felt the exact same way for pretty much my whole life up until very recently. Very recently. Like I would say in the past few months. You know, and again, I'm not saying that religion is this horrible thing. Like I'm not trying to shit on anyone who is really religious and who believes in God and who loves Jesus and uses that as their motivation in life. I'm not not shitting on that at all. At all. Because I believe everyone has the right to believe what they're going to believe. And, you know, you should believe what you want to believe. I am shitting on again when religion is used as an excuse to, you know, push bad agendas. Again, to preach that 100 million different things to not do or not say or think. That's where the problem is. And that's, I think, what holds a lot of people back in being who they are. So, if you are feeling like that, you're not alone in that. I promise you. And you are so loved. And if you are telling yourself to push down feelings, to push back urges, to not do something because a group or a book is going to send you to hell, please don't listen to that. Okay? You're not a bad person for wanting to love who you want to love. You're not a bad person for wanting to act on human urges. You're not a bad person for struggling with mental health. You are a human. And you are amazing and you are so loved. And this shit sucks. It really does. It is horrible getting told from a young age who we should be, who we should love, how we should act, what we should wear. It's horrible. And that is why it is so important to continue having these conversations and continue to break this cycle and just be good humans. Don't be a dick. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on this topic today. I hope you found this episode helpful relatable invigorating i know i got some joy out of kind of venting about that (laughs) 
But I love you all so much. If you have not heard that yet today, I love you and I'm so proud of you. You are amazing. You are so brave for continuing to push on and just, you know, wake up every day and keep going. And I'm so proud of you for that because it is not an easy thing to do. Really, it's not because life isn't easy. So I'm so proud of you. I'm giving you all virtual hugs. Um, Please, please feel free to message me if you need anything at all. Or if you just want to say hey and be best friends. Because absolutely, I want to be best friends with all of you. Um, But yeah, I love you all so, so much. You are all so incredible. You matter so much. I'm so proud of you. Keep going. And I will talk to you all next week.